In this episode of Did You Hear, Nick and Thomas from the Makerspace introduce the new Summer Maker Passport program. Then we wish Cedar Row Library a happy 50th birthday. Plus, Dave explains Bookmarkable. Welcome back to Did You Hear, the Johnson County Library podcast, where we talk about what we recommend and what's happening. And this summer, we have some excitement at not just the Makerspace, but a lot of different locations. And uh, that is the make the Summer Maker Passport Program. Easy for me to say. Uh, two folks that can say it even better are with me today, and I'll have them introduce themselves. So let's begin with you, Nick. Nick Wardbop, Makerspace Facilitator. Thomas Mayu, Makerspace Facilitator as well. All right. Well, welcome, guys. And... Uh, I understand we have a new format this year for our Summer Makerspace Passport Program, Summer Maker Passport Program. And so uh, how is it different than last year's format and uh, why the change? So we in the past had not collaborated with the Youth Services Department, even though this is a program for um, ages 6 to 12. So this year we really worked together on um, developing that program, that curriculum that's going to go out to each branch, which is primarily STEAM programming. So that's science, technology, engineering, art, design, mathematics. Um, and it will not only be at Central, it'll be out at the branches. And oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And we... Taking it, taking it from seven weeks um, to 10 weeks. Oh, wow. So really all summer long. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of activities are we talking about? Are we talking about anything from uh, twine art, like using drills and nails and screws to draw figures using twine, to uh, I think Nick has been working on customizable astronauts with little LEDs that flash. Yeah, we've got some printed circuit um, boards that you'll get to do maybe some soldering, maybe some basic um, electronics, um, a lot of hands-on, um, you know, kind of foundational skills to understand materials, um, get kids excited about, you know, not just, um, you know, the coding, you know, the kind of things sure. that you hear about when you hear about uh, STEM, but the hands-on stuff, the stuff that's yeah. fun, you know, drills, hammers. Um, and, and, you know, get a little bit sure. more exciting. Um, you know, so I'm a parent. Um, my daughter is college age, so I don't have to worry about her. But if I'm out there and I'm hearing about this, uh, red flags, oh, my gosh, drills, mm -hmm. sharp things. Um, any any reason for me to worry as a parent? No. No. So this program, um, you know, we're we're – going to be there to help so you're going to have full-time staff sure. you use services librarians makers they're going to be here there to help um, we're going to do small uh, class sizes we've done this before um, the drills are also four volt drills they're smaller uh -huh. they're not as powerful as the the ones you may be using at home um, but this is a way for you know um, in the past when when kids have come in to use a drill you know we'll ask have you ever used a drill before and a lot of times um, they might say oh my brother's used a drill I've seen my dad use a drill but sure. I've never been able to use a drill so it's pretty empowering for a six-year-old girl first time right. getting that that license to say hey you can use this this is how you do it safely and this is you know it's, it's right. pretty empowering it's pretty and, exciting and if you've never used it before you've never seen anyone use um, soldering before I mean that's kind of a, a 
different concept considering you know how, how soldering works um, you have somebody there to teach you how to do it right and uh, there's no worries yeah okay that's fantastic it takes me back to when I was a kid you know I, I, I discovered uh, stained glass cutting when I was hmm. a kid and you know you know, I think we worked with lead, but, you know, you wrap the lead around the, the glass and then you would solder and put all these different pieces together. But, uh, yeah, um, anyways, it uh, takes me back. But uh, what, what a fun time during the summer to do some of this. Uh, so what else? What else we want to talk about with these events? Um, you mentioned uh, that we are starting very soon. We're actually starting next week at the Monticello branch. And each location will be running the Makerspace Summer Passport pro program for two weeks, with a different program each week. Um, like Nick said, there will be uh, staff to help, there will be uh, volunteers to help as well, and we'll just make sure everybody has a nice experience. Uh, we provide yeah. everything. You do not need to register for the program. It's really just to drop in, drop in. Uh, when the program is running. Which well, So is there a physical passport then? There is. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, there's it, just a big area to get stamps. So in the past, it was every week you're encouraged to, to get a stamp and there's a blank for it. Um, because they're going out to the branches and we understand it's, you know, may not be um, uh, a lot of parents, families are not going to be able to go to every branch, go to every Maker Pass program, Passport program. Right. Um, right. So there's just going to be one big area on the passport for stamps. And um, the cool thing is, is you only need to put one stamp on there, enter in your information, you get entered in f for a grand prize, which this year is a family pass to Prairie Fire. Oh, wow. And maybe a giant Pikachu. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Okay. Oh, maybe. wow. That is fantastic. That's not a 3D printed. It Pikachu. is. Oh, It wow. is big. It is big and it's pink and you've probably seen it if you're a kid coming into the makerspace. Wow. That's fantastic. And uh, for, for those folks that, you know, don't know, the, the Makerspace is located here at the Central Resource Library. And um, so when you go out to these other branches, uh, these are just meeting rooms and conference rooms, and you set up a sort of makeshift Makerspace? You got it, yeah. Whatever yeah. area where they've done kids programming before, you know, again, this is the, the staff that runs kids programming during the summer regularly and um, they're doing it in wh wherever in their branch that makes the most sense for um, you know potentially 60 to 70 kids a day wow and so once again what what age group are we talking about uh, so far for the uh, makerspace summer passport program we are talking about kids aged 6 to 12 6 to 12 mm -hmm. and why that age particularly um, I think for a lot of the younger kids, um, like, like we mentioned before, they may not have used uh, drills, hammers, a lot of Just you know, a soldering lot of skills. Iron. So it, it's, it's a way to help them get those foundational skills, uh -huh. get a little confidence, get a little empowerment. You, you know, it's no parents, it's kids only. So you can kind of, um, you know, not, not that parents, um, they want to help and they want to sure. get they they may want to use the tools themselves so this really allows the kids to kind of have that that you know parent free environment where sure. you know they can look to us for help but a lot of times these kids are smart and they jump in and and you know start working right away yeah neat that is fantastic well so you've been doing this for how many years now 
This is our fourth, mm-hmm. your fourth year. So you have any good memories uh, from years past? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the first, I believe the first year we did the uh, Makerspace Summer Passport program in the Makerspace itself at the time, we had a, uh, a clothespin airplane project. Oh, yeah. And one of our young patrons um, brought in her snacks from next door, and she went to make... Uh, I don't know if she was doing an X-wing from Star Wars or a plane plane, but basically it had a, it was mostly cookie dough <laughs> and hot glue. <laughs> That's my favorite. And that year, that summer in the makerspace, we had um, an insane door count because of that program. That program was inside the makerspace, so we had normal right. normal program no- normal programming reservations and everything in the makerspace. So you had people using laser cutters, and right behind them, you know, people setting up for um, uh, a program. So it was very loud. It was very intense, um, sure. and we learned a lot. Yeah. Um, our door count was around twelve thousand for wow. four, for for the that summer period. Holy cow! So you can imagine that's a lot. Um, so we moved it to Picard the next year, which is near okay. the um, kids area in and that's Central. still here in the Central Resource Library. Yep. Okay, and that's where it will be um, when it's here again in August. Okay, so so if you're um, an adult maker, you don't have to worry about a lot of kids running around. And, right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh, boy, and and having it at all these different branches uh, does that seem like it kind of divvies out the 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 load of 1200 kids oh my gosh yeah and i think in years past it was really important to make that connection to the makerspace um show people what a makerspace is right to a lot of people who've never heard of it that word doesn't mean a lot to them that that phrase so that you know helping you know new patrons to the library or library lovers kind of understand you know what is a makerspace Uh and you know oh this is how my kids can get involved so making that connection was really important right um now making the connection with our ys department and building that programming and getting it out and you know uh, and amongst the other branches i think is really you know that's where our focus is shifted which is cool it's it's an evolution of the maker program well you know it, it occurs to me that you know um so many kids come into the library and, you know, they start off with our six by six early literacy reading program or, you know, just kids books. And then they'll be repeat patrons and, you know, they'll come back and read adult books and all of that. And so uh, are you seeing the same types of things? Are you seeing kids that have participated in your summer maker program show up later and work on projects at the makerspace? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've actually had some of these kids just discover the makerspace during these programs and just show up later. And as they age into being able to volunteer at the library, just to volunteer with us. That's So really fantastic. that program gives them a, uh, a good place to start. As Nick said, uh, confidence using tools. And if you feel comfortable in a space where, you know, there's going to be kids of all ages, grown-ups, find the confidence in them to interact with others and help and support them with what they know. And you just know that someday there's going to be a kid that has an ama- uh, is, is going to accomplish amazing things as an engineer or, or who knows what. And they'll mention, well, I got my start at the Johnson County Library at the Makerspace. Definitely. And we already start, you know, hear those stories now. Yeah. Um, if you go into the Makerspace, you'll see little 3D printed objects that um, we actually did not 3D print. 
A lot of times they are 3D printed by families who started using the makerspace, made an investment to buy a 3D printer for their home. Oh, yeah. And then we don't see them very often. And then occasionally they'll come back and bring us stuff like, hey, check out what I printed. You know, I designed, I built this. Oh, you know, so cool. it's kind of cool to see that, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, is shown as an example in the makerspace isn't even stuff we've made. It's stuff that patrons have made. Hmm. Well, so I, I asked um, uh, Tom, Thomas uh, responded to the question about his favorite memory. What about you, Nick? Do you have a favorite memory from uh, uh, summer's past? I, I think the the six year old girl who's just like looked at the drill like this is not something I'm supposed to use. This is something my brother is is able to use and my dad. And then us just giving it to her, showing her how to use it, and being like, this is easy. <laughs> Why have I, why am I not, you know, this is like, cool. This is fun, you yeah. know? And, and that's, that was, you know, that stuck with me. That's been, that happened more than once. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, l- lately I've been doing uh, power tool gardening. It's mm. been very, very mm-hmm. fun. Um, Get a big auger bit. Um, no, no. no. So uh, what, what I do is I do what's called sheet mulching. So I take cardboard and I put that down over the weeds. And then I take a, dry, a uh, drywall uh, hole bit. So about, you know, three and a half inches wide. So the idea is that you, you cut a hole through the drywall to put like a, um, a recessed light. Sure. But you can cut a hole through the cardboard. And then I take a spiral auger bit. Yep. And drill down in there, makes a hole, put the plant there. Yeah, and it works really it's a fun well. way to use yeah. power tools to garden, and it's yeah. uh, it's made it a whole lot more fun. I just uh, got my um, gravity-fed uh, rain barrels all set up, so I've got little drippers in our in our above-ground planters. I so might have to talk to you after this podcast taking, about that. Taking a lot of you know stuff we do in the makerspace and those skills, and you know taking them to the house. And, you know, it's a, a good point to make that if you have those ideas and you want uh, a little advice and expertise, come to the Makerspace. Talk to these guys and not just guys. Uh, your your staff includes uh, Angelica. Uh-huh. And uh, who, who else is? Brian Ortel. Brian Ortel. Hillary Sorio. So oh, we've got yeah. sewist, ceramicist, metalworker, printmaker. You know, we've got a, we've got a good background expertise in, in the makerspace well excellent i i wish you nothing but success and uh, i hope everything goes super smoothly this summer with the summer maker program and before i let you go if people want more information about this where should they go oh you can just check the library website uh, jocolibrary.org slash makerspace and you will find all the uh, list of all the participating branches which is five of them total uh, Monticello Gardner, Shawnee Leawood, and Central, as well as the dates and times when you can find the workshops in these locations. Again, jocolibrary.org slash makerspace. And real quick, um, we went to purchase that family pass from Museum of Prairie Fire, and they actually donated it to us. Oh, so shout out to them. That was really cool. We weren't expecting that. And then Black & Veatch um, helps make you know what we do in the makerspace and the development of this maker passport program um, possible. So big shout out and thanks to them. So if you're looking for something that's not only fun but educational this summer for your kids, 6 to 12, come check out the makerspace maker summer maker program
Let's say you read an amazingly interesting blog post on the front page of jogolibrary.org. You'd bookmark it if you could, because you know tomorrow there will be something else taking its place. Don't worry, we've identified all the remarkable posts that you'd like to bookmark. jogolibrary.org slash bookmarkable. Welcome back to Did You Hear? We have reached the portion of the program that we call We Recommend. And most of the time we're recommending books or music or all sorts of different databases to help you improve your lives. But today what we're recommending is that you go out to two of our branches. Of course we want you to go visit every location in our system, but two of them have very special birthdays. I'm referring, of course, to the newest edition of our library family, the Lenexa City Center Library. And another birthday, the Cedar Row branch is turning 50. And to talk about the Cedar Row 50th birthday celebration, I have a couple of my colleagues with me. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Amy Field. I'm a web content developer here at Johnson County Library. And you also do social media. I also do social media for the library. And? And hello, I am Mary Cummings. I'm also a web content developer for the Johnson County Library. Um, there are two things that we've been talking about this summer that turned 50. Uh, because our summer reading theme is a universe of stories, we've all learned that the Apollo moon landing turns 50 this year. But oh. we're even more excited about Cedar Row turning 50. So on, on June 6th in the evening, you can join us at Cedar Row. We're going to have some treats and some special fun things for kids so you can bring the whole family. Uh, we especially really look forward to seeing all of our regular Cedar Row patrons there helping us celebrate. Very good. Sounds like a great time. Hopefully um, there may be some patrons that were around when it first opened. Wouldn't that be exciting? Yeah, we'd love to hear those memories. Actually, Cedar Row was my childhood library that I attended all the time. In fact, I could actually walk to it from my home in Westwood. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I do remember that it was so cool, so modern, and it has this really cool loft space. And at the time, we were actually able to go up in the loft space and were able to take advantage of several programs up there and you could look over either side and watch the patrons in the library and see what was going on and it was all very exciting oh neat so when when you went back as an adult did it seem a lot smaller it definitely did seem to a lot smaller the windows though were still wonderful i remember them letting in lots and lots of light and the brick um, it was just very cool, very unique architecture. Another thing that seems really interesting is that it's not, it's, is this our only branch that we have that's not really on a major street? I believe it is. Um, in my memory, it's the one that is a little bit harder to direct patrons to right. because most of our branches are on a major street or a major intersection. And the directions to Cedar Row, you know, often people would call um, when I worked on the public side and they would ask for directions and they would just be writing things down with a pen and paper, right? Sure. Not necessarily entering things into Google Maps on their phone. And uh, the directions to Cedar Row are a little bit more complicated. Yeah, once you've found it once, you you know, it's it's easy to find, but because it's not on a major major street, it's a little more tricky. For sure. 
And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, uh, community growth over the years, because I do recall that it was actually fairly visible from Roe at the time, ah. that over the last 20, 30 years with all the development, retail development in the area, it is much harder to see from Roe. But it's interesting. Um, at one point, we started using the phrase um, neighborhood libraries, and this library is definitely that. It is right smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood. I think that's part of its charm for sure. Whenever I visit Cedar Row, it just feels like it's, yeah, right in the middle of a community because it's not right on a busy street. It just has more of that feel. So we're here to say happy birthday, Cedar Row, and you don't look 50 at all. <laughs> 50 years ago, we opened Cedar Row, and the actual day we opened Cedar Row Library was June 2nd. So right. it's pretty awesome that this year on June 2nd is the day we're opening our Lenexa City Center Library. And that grand opening is part of the reason we're celebrating Cedar Row a little later in the week. We didn't want right. to cram June 2nd full of too much awesome. Well, this week, we would love for you to join us on social media. Um, and if you have thoughts or stories over the past 50 years about Cedar Row, we, we want to hear them. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll have posts up on our Facebook and Twitter. And please stop by um, either on June 2nd at Cedar Row or on all our social media channels anytime this week and share those good memories. Oh, and if you have old photos of Cedar Row, like any activities that you attended, that would be just awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, happy birthday once again, Cedar Row. It's going to be so great to relive those memories and uh, hear all of the fun and meaningful experiences folks have had over the years there. But now we're going to go listen to some people that are out at Lenexa City Center. So what do you think of the new library? Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm having a great time discovering everything that's here. What's your favorite thing that you've seen so far? I've only seen the children's section, but I love that. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's really cool how there's like a lot of space to study. I'll probably be coming here to do some homework. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of different study cubes. And yeah. 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 Have you seen anything like that before? Uh, no, I haven't. This would be a first. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of the building is the balcony. I love that you can sit outside and read, and it's shaded, and you won't bake on the balcony. Uh, my favorite part is our new drive-up drive uh, service that we're providing here. Well, it's very unique in, in that it's not connected to the actual building, um, but it is providing a, a new set of convenience for our patrons. My favorite part of the kids' area has to be the story time room, because it looks like a house, and it's got a hobbit door, and it's got the tushy cushions. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. My favorite part of the library that I think is really fun is the 6x6 six six area because you get to watch families interact with each other and kids explore new, new places that maybe they haven't seen before. My favorite feature is probably all the different types of spaces that we have. So you can choose whether you want to be more open or have a little nook to yourself where you can really focus on work. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything uh, in particular that you like about it? I think I'm going to like the drop-off, the the drive-through. That'll be nice. Okay. For picking up and, and dropping off books, that'll be nice. Um, it's pretty awesome looking. Um, and it looks like it has lots of cool things for the kids to do and explore, and they love going to the library, so we come like once a week. So when the other one closed, we were pretty upset, but um, 
It looks really, really nice. It looks great. All my families that I've known from Lackman, I as soon as I got here today, I ran into like four families right away, and I I missed them. So it's good to see everyone relocating here. I am most excited about seeing how the residents use the library and if they use it more for gathering or um, we've already had a lot of reference questions this morning. So will it be, you know, how will people be using the library? Well, it's uh, very nice. It's very similar uh, to the one that's on Shawnee Mission Parkway, the new one. Monticello? Monticello one, yes. It's hard to get used to. I'm used to the other one. Sure. <laughs> Just trying to, right now, get my compass together. Where'd you guys put everything? What's your favorite feature of the new library? The friendly staff. What are you most excited about? Just being open and um, getting to help people, because that's what we're here for. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it's these study pods. We yeah. used them a lot when we were getting ready to open, and they're, um, <laughs> it was really funny. Like people, like everyone was sitting in them upstairs, um, and then someone new would walk up, and everyone's heads would pop up. <laughs> and I don't know, it's a nice way to feel private but also to be near people um, and the atrium the art is gorgeous I really like the story time room I'm excited to facilitate story times and have a lot of fun with the kids with the different doors we can go in and out of I am most excited about the drive-through because uh, it's very convenient it's right in the parking garage and you can just pull up get your holds and be on your way the atrium with all the different kinds of seating the Florida windows Florida ceiling windows and uh, Stephen Johnson's artwork. What's your favorite feature of the new library? The staff. Oh. <laughs> For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear.